0: You gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gon' do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Tryna learn some games, every exactly, y'all gon' talk about it. No Deanna, speak that sh that everybody vouchin'. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. to your bank account, need an accountant. This episode is also sponsored by Masterworks. There's a new app billionaires use to invest in a new $1.7 trillion asset. Is one that 99% of investors have never heard of. A market whose volume has grown 2,700% and has historically outperformed the S&P 500 while having virtually zero correlation to equities. Spoiler: is high-end art. This app lets you invest in fractional shares of art similar to a company stock and art has been more than just something pretty to look at. For instance, a middle-class real estate developer flipped his Basquiat for 5,814% gross ROI. That turned $19,000 into a staggering $110,500,000. That's 407 times more than the S&P return, 581 times more than real estate return, and incalculably more than his savings account. But many top-tier paintings have price tags in the tens of hundreds of millions of dollars just imagine what they're building a diversified portfolio of them will cost. That amount of money can be tough to stomach, even for the riches on the earth. So Masterworks, the $1 billion fintech unicorn, came up with a solution. Why not just make them investable like a company stock? You simply buy shares in a multi-million dollar pane, and when Masterworks sells it, they'll send your share of the profits. It's that easy. Early investors already got a 32% annualized return from a Bansky trade in 2020. Luckily, you don't need to be a billionaire to sign up. In fact, membership is free. Naturally, demand has been crazy. Two hundred thirty thousand members have signed up. Over two hundred fifty million dollars have been invested with Masterworks, and the waitlist to join is growing day to day. Lucky for you, I'm friends with the Masterworks team, so they gave me a special link to skip to the front. Just go to masterworks.io/mindsets. That's Masterworks dot io slash mindsets see important disclosures at masterworks.o slash disclaimer and like as always the, the link for that is in the description of this podcast episode so if you want to start buying art and making money in the art industry go to the link in this podcast description to start today welcome back to the greatest show on earth the man of mindsets podcast i am your gracious host xavier sitting with the wonderful the beautiful diana kent d was good
1: What's up, Zay?
0: How you feeling today? I'm feeling great, great as usual, man, cuz today we got a we got a we got another great legendary episode taking place. Yes, but sir. before we get started, I would like to advise everyone to please like, subscribe, leave a five-star review or a a five-star rating, uh like I said, subscribe to the podcast. We need all those ratings We're trying to get those ratings up. But before we get into it, Deanna, she's going to go to our first sponsor.
1: Yes, sir. So you guys already know what time it is. It's time to get fit and get paid with the Lean and Six Body Transformation Challenge brought to you by our friends over at Commando Athletics. You know, here at the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast, we are firm believers that health is wealth, and this is the perfect opportunity for you to make your health a priority. This six-week challenge comes with easy-to-follow workouts and meal plans so that you'll see results in no time. Minimum equipment is needed for both the home and gym option, and all fitness levels are welcome to enter. And the best part about this challenge is the top five performers will each get $1,000 for having the best six-week transformation. All you have to do is sign up, show up, and show out. The challenge starts October 11th and ends November 20th, and it will only cost you $79 to enter. You can sign up today at www.commandoathletics.com, and the link to that is in the description.
0: In the description. And... As always, like like Deanna said, link in the description. So if you want to get started, make some money, to get fit, go to the link in the description. But we're gonna get straight into the podcast. So this episode, I'm really excited about this episode. We got a guy he's killing in real estate in Dallas. His name is Donovan Rubbins. So welcome to the show, bro. We extremely excited to have you.
2: Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you for uh inviting me to come on.
0: Definitely, nice. definitely, man. We had to. And what's so funny is I told him before we started, I'm like, I got a like a funny story to tell you, man. But like so, we moved out here in December. And then when I came out here, I would always hear your name, but I didn't know who you were. I always hear like, yeah, Donald Ruffin, Donald Ruffin. I'd be like, why well, keep hearing this name? I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and then my um, guy, Austin, Austin Rutherford, he was out here, and he told me the same thing. And then somebody else, I can't remember who it was. Somebody else mentioned it. I don't, I don't remember who it was. And then Blue Nose, Brandon, he came out here. He was like, you know Donovan Ruffin? I'm like, nah, but I keep hearing about him. He's like, <laughs> you need to have him on the podcast. And he's a good person to have. Then he put out his phone. He showed me your Instagram pictures. I'm like, oh, man, like he's doing dope stuff. And then ironically, it's crazy how the universe works. So me, me, uh, Deanna, and my guy Tay, we was at Salt Bay's restaurant, Nurserette. And we sitting there, and I look up, and you were sitting
2: right there. I was there? You was there.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You were sitting right there. I'm like, I
0: remember- it yeah. it yeah. was across from us. Yeah. That was
2: like the only the only last time I'll go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you you and I'm like, hey, that's the that's the guy everybody been telling me about. But I'm not the type <laughs> to interrupt somebody while they're having dinner because I want to, when I'm having dinner, I want to be, you know what I'm saying, eating my dinner. So I'm like, this is this is a message from the world to so me. Like, I need to finally reach out now. I've seen them. <laughs> I keep hearing about them, Let me reach out. So I reached out to him. And now he's on the show. So yeah, man, that was the story I had to tell. Man, I oh, seen, wow, I that's seen cool. you I seen you at Salt Lake restaurant. You was I looked up, I'm like, hey man, that's the dude. <laughs> I'm like, All right, I'm gonna catch up with him later. So yeah, man, but like I said, we super excited to have you on the show, man. But for the people who may not be familiar with it, do you just mind giving us some background on yourself?
2: Yeah, so my name's Donovan. Uh originally born and raised in Toledo, Ohio, um, small outskirts, actually a small country town called Oregon. Um ended up moving to Texas, finishing my senior year. Um at high school down here, played a little sports. Um, and then after I graduated high school, got into to sales pretty heavy. Um, and yeah, I mean, my entrepreneur blood just started juicing out of me when I got into um, sales initially when I was 18. And, you know, started growing in that, ended up starting my own company doing that. And then um, eventually got into uh, real estate, where I started, um, you know, uh, buying and selling houses. And um, really started to grow that and now. Um, you know, I don't uh, have my initial marketing company anymore. It's just 100% real estate now, um, and you know we're you know we're doing a couple hundred deals a year in Texas. Um, so it's it's fun, it's exciting. You know, I just had a baby. Um, Congrats! My, my, me and my fiance I just had a baby, so it's Congrats. our first one. It's so awesome. You know, being a dad now, so uh, life's the the perspective of life is is way different. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy.
0: Mm, you you yeah. mentioned entrepreneur blood, so like, um,
2: are your parent were your parents entrepreneurs? Um, so my dad, he, he uh had like an entrepreneur run actually in real estate before the market crashed. Um, and my grandpa, he was actually a VP. He was actually one of the first Black VPs of a um, a Fortune 100 company or Fortune 500 company, um, way back in the day. So I have wow. always had you know experience seeing it from the outside looking in, and you know I'm blessed to have. know, family members that, you know, have that type of mindset to really instill belief in me, especially at a young age. So, Mm. um, but yeah, I guess, I mean, I, I would say there's like a science behind it or whatever, but it's, you know, none of my siblings are entrepreneurs, none of my family members I guess I was kind of like the only one that really enjoys being on. You know. That's crazy,
1: man. <laughs> yeah. Was uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship always the the one and only thing for you, or did you have a turning point where that became what you wanted to do? Like, was there something else you were more focused on prior?
2: Um, you know, when I was a uh, man, I I remember uh, you know I, I grew up underprivileged. You know, with my mom being single and she had four kids uh, by herself, and you know it was tough at times and. Um, I remember when I was able to, you know, do extra tasks for, you know, family, friends and stuff like that and started to make money. I was like, cool, you know, I can, you know, do jobs on the weekends and stuff like that. And I could make money hourly or whatever. And then as I got older, you know, I started to, um, see opportunities and things and, and, electronics. So I used to, you know, buy and, buy and sell electronics from iPhones to Xboxes. And, uh, I was actually making some good money when I was like 13 or 14 years old. I don't know if you guys remember like or you probably remember if you played Xbox the Three Rings of Death. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: You had to, to, to send it to Xbox. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I
2: actually found a, a a homie in town in Toledo who uh, could fix it for like 25 bucks. So everybody was selling their Three Rings of Death for like $25. I'd go buy them and then take it to him and he'd fix it for $25. So i would be like $50, $75 all in. I would just put it right back on Craigslist and, and flip it. Um, so I started doing that. I started doing the same thing with iPhones. And then when I was 16, I started flipping cars. So, you know, the, the whole concept of, you know, bartering was, is really, was really appealing to me when I was growing up just because, um, it felt a lot easier than, you know, sitting at a job for a long period of time versus, Hey, you know, I can make what I make in a whole day with one transaction. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, like the perspective of entrepreneurship came at a young age, Um, And then when I was 18, when I was able to actually get, like, a 1099 sales job, I just took full advantage of it.
0: Mm. it, It's extremely dope because it's funny. Just yesterday I seen you was on your story, and you was posting, like, your whole, like, entire backstory and how you started. And that was extremely dope seeing, like, starting from – I love when see see people where they start somewhere and they build themselves up. And they, like, in a completely 180 different position. So that was so dope to see. So with you starting off, you said you got into sales first. Was that, like, how important – was those skills and things you was learning and that's in that sales position that's still helping you today
2: yeah so i mean it's, it's crazy because you know you you look at tasks now and it's just they don't really seem enjoyable and stuff like that you right see why it's necessary or, or what have you but you know i'm, I'm blessed to experience a, a lot of um you know business attributes at a young age especially um in the position i was in where i just um, you know, I took it serious, you know, because I was in a position where, you know, I didn't really have uh, a lot of family members to help me. My sister ended up getting sick, so there, she needed extra help. She couldn't really work a full time job, and something in my brain just clicked where I was just like, "Hey, you, you need to take this opportunity serious because you have an opportunity to not just help yourself but help somebody else." Or somebody and else. That's what really motivated me. Um, and then in, in the sales job, I had I had opportunity to, to be in leadership. Where I could help other people in, in uh, situations or, or what have you, but they could come in make a, a bunch of money um, if they you know followed certain uh, training guidelines and stuff like that. so it was, it was super fulfilling to, to be able to experience that and I just you know fell in love with the whole concept of business in general mm. um, and just kind of stuck with it. Mm.
1: Something I want to actually is I've seen you talking about how you learned. A lot of things are how to run a business at a very young age, and especially mm-hmm. hearing, like, your history with all the different things that you've done. And I think I'm a firm believer that the earlier you start, the better, because yep. that gives you plenty of opportunity to take a lot more risk and take a lot more chances on yourself and to recover from mistakes that you mm-hmm. may make along the way. Yep. What Did you go through any, like, big things throughout this time period that you feel like for you starting earlier helped you – you know you know like um have a better experience with it
2: oh absolutely you know that was like my model when i was young it's, So, like a lot of people would like look at me it's just like you're crazy like why would you you know uh do this job or why would you you know buy buy this investment or whatever and i was like you know i'm young you know what's the worst possible thing that could happen you know the worst possible thing could happen when you're young is you have time to recoup just exactly what you said Mm -hmm. um so i took full advantage of that especially when i was young you know is this i didn't really have a a lot of liability of expenses or anything like that so i was able to you know make sacrifice early on and and make investments um and it and and pile that up and now looking back it's um, i'm I like sharing that story because if, if somebody has that opportunity to do that, it's it's better to start now versus mm-hmm. wait, 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 and then get into it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, on top of that, it's just what I've learned, especially in business and and not just working at a young age, but hiring people at a young age. I've learned that people that have that entrepreneur spirit, or um, not even that, but you know, just being able to go out there and work without somebody telling you you have to work makes a right. big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I see it, it's just like it, it's hard to um, teach somebody how to be motivated to to go to work if somebody's not pushing you All to right. do it. You know, it's yep. it's easier to hire somebody where they they were instilled in their brain while their brain was still developing. You know, to go out there and be independent versus their parents just handing them everything. You know yep. what I mean? No, I, right.
0: I love it. And at this point, you what you you've done over uh, a thousand deals. Yeah, real estate-wise, yeah, a little over a 1,000. And that's um, crazy to be, because you're 27 mm-hmm. and done a 1,000 deals. Like, so <laughs> <are you> saying, <laughs> it just <laughs> sounds crazy. Like, um, like what do you attribute that to? If you had a tribute to one thing, what would you attribute it to?
2: Um, I would probably contribute it to leadership, to be honest. Um, I mean, I can do it by myself. You know, I've tried to do it by myself for a lot of years, and I can only do so much. You know, so I think, uh, you know, being a, a leader in an aspect of, of business, you know, and um, training people how to do it and putting other people on mm-hmm. um, put a lot of light on that success. Wow. I mean, it's, it's really not a secret, you know. It's just mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, <laughs> can't do it alone. <laughs> no, you can, you it's
0: know? impossible, especially at that level. A thousand deals, that's fucking crazy. And it, the deals, are they uh, like flip, like buying and flips? or
2: Yeah, so it's, um, I mean, we do pretty much everything single family. Uh, we do wholesale transactions. We do uh, fix and flips. We do rentals. Um, we do subject mm-hmm. subject to transactions. Um, and uh, a couple other ones, but it's probably too confusing for your right, right, right. audience. You know? All
0: right. And as a leader, let me ask you this: As a leader, like, how do you? What's the? What's the? What's the trick? Because I seen you. I seen a video in like your office. Yeah, I was getting them like they wasn't doing jumping jacks. It was some kind of activity they was doing. They was jumping <laughs> and stuff. They was getting hyped and amped up, and it, it, it was dope to see. But like, what would you um, think is the biggest keys to get somebody to to, to lead someone? Mm-hmm. On a successful scale Because it's not easy to do Especially yep. when it's a lot of people
2: that you yep. lead um, You know, it's, it has a, a lot to do When you're building a company You know, right. When you build a company It has a lot to do with a lot of things um, But to, to build a successful company I think one of the, the, the major things That you need is You need to build an environment Where people are excited to go to work And they're not excited to go home You know, They're, they're showing up early They're leaving late They're working the weekends In order to do that You have to have a good culture You know, for one, you have to have a good opportunity for people to come in and grow. Exactly. um, Because if you don't have an opportunity for somebody to come in and grow, they're only going to do so much and then look for something else because that's just human nature. We just want to grow. You know, we want we want to do more than what we did previously. And that's just natural. That's just science. Um, So, I mean, that's first and foremost, have the opportunity for people to come in and have the opportunity to grow in your company. But on top of that, build a a, a culture where people enjoy being there, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's fun. Not just like bullshitting around, but (laughs) just like, you know, they enjoy working with their coworkers. You know, it's um, like a family environment, you know, where instead of, hey, I work for somebody. It's like we work together. Yeah.
1: With you being so young and having employees under you, did you ever struggle with like providing the appropriate leadership to them or have any struggles with them accepting leadership from you?
2: You know, it's uh, especially when I was younger, you know, that was never like an excuse in my brain. And from the people I surrounded myself with, it's just like, oh, they're not going to pay attention to me because I'm young or what have you. But it's it's really uh, how you uh, uh, live by how you live, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have appropriate goals and you actually abide by those and you do what you say, Um, people will take you serious, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when they can physically see that um, because people can feel energy. You know, Um, anybody can say something, but it's it's another thing to physically do something. Um, And when you can actually physically do something, that energy is just natural. Um, So attracting people, especially people older than me, people sharper than me, um, people feel that energy and they know that whatever is going to happen, this guy is going to win. You know, just because I mean, it's just 100 percent confidence, Mm -hmm. obviously, but. When you have a direct path of where you're going, um, it's a lot easier to you know lead people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I, love, I love that, and this this is a uh, millionaire mindset. And we love talking about the the success and the money that people making all stuff like that. But I like more importantly, I like to touch on the mindset because I like to I like for people to understand that like you're not going to get to the position you want to get to if you have the wrong mentality towards yep. thing. So mm-hmm. I want to touch on like with you, like Deanna said, being so young and winning at, at such scale like that. Like, what's the... um Like, just walk us through, like, a day-to-day schedule. Like, when you get up in the morning, like, what's your, what's your day-to-day like? And how are you thinking when you're getting ready to move and go into
2: things? Um, well, to be honest, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. You know, my my schedule now is, is a lot Hector. different than when I was, you know, in the trenches, you know, just because right. I have a lot more resources. Um, I have a, a... You know, obviously, I have a, a leverage right. in, in my life with not just money but a lot of time, too. So, I have um a lot of time to myself to uh do tasks and focus on things and you know uh, prepare and um organize stuff but um to be honest with you a a lot of success in my personal life came from you know meditation um in a sense where it sounds lame but you know i spent a lot of time with myself you know Mm -hmm. it it takes a um (laughs) it it, it's crazy but it's real life you know this is this is what i do you know i spend a lot of time with myself like Mm -hmm. nobody Um, you know, I might be doing tasks and stuff like that, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of times where I'm just there by myself, you know, convincing myself and visualizing what the future looks like. And so, you know, when when it's time to do those work tasks, it's just easy. And I know exactly what I want, Mm. you know what I mean? Um, so back to the schedule, you know, now it's, it's a lot different, you know, I don't work as much as I used to, um, you know, I'm blessed to have good leadership in my company now. So, um, I, I took a quite a bit of time off off work um especially because we just had a baby um and to be honest i probably go to the office maybe once or twice a week now um and you know I'm you know just being trying to be the best dad i know? like th- i like that and I- so spending a lot of time with my baby my fiance you know and just really enjoying those moments mm.
0: that's funny because I, I was i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and i think this is also important for people to know in the beginning, it's a it's it's an, you have to work and put hella of hours and of energy mm-hmm. into it in the beginning so you can build up and take that time off. Cause like I said, I was talking to a friend yesterday and he was telling me he was like, "Man, I'm gonna be honest with you." He was like, "I ain't really worked at all this year." He was like, "I've been with my girl, just kicking it in love all year." But he was like, "I made pretty much the same amount of money." He said, yep. I didn't, "He said I made several million dollars this year." Yeah. He was like, "And I ain't really worked." And that's something like to get to that point. You have to, in the beginning, you have to go crazy. You have to put a shit ton of hours and things Mm -hmm. till you get to that point. So I want to just touch on that. And secondly, I like that you talked on that time alone because this is something that I always speak about. always talk about how the times when my life changed, before that happened, it was a lot of time just by myself, like just thinking, like you said, thinking, meditating, visualizing, because when there's so much around you, so many people around you, it's hard to have that, that clearly, mentally, you know what I'm saying? So like... Do you mind just touching that, touching on that a little bit more, like that time alone and how important it is?
2: Yeah. I mean, I used to have, like, a real habit, especially, like, when I was in, like, the field, the field field, like, in the trenches. Like, I would spend probably an hour every single day. I would read for, like, 23, min- or 23 minutes. Then after that, I would take, like, a 15-minute nap. And then when I woke up, I would just, you know, visualize um, kind of what my goals were and, like, physically see it, like, a, like 100% convinced mm-hmm. that this is what's about to happen. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, especially if you're in a position where you're struggling you're hurting you feel that pain, nobody likes to feel pain. Like if you ever broke a bone, it's just like, man, what do I got to do to fix this? Like make this pain go away. You know, you go to the doctor, what have you, but you're going to figure out a way to to make it go away. You know what I mean? So it was kind of the same thing for me, you know, is like, you know, not having money, not having a lot of resources and stuff like that really motivated me to, to really figure out what I wanted. And then when I figured out what I wanted, I just... Literally needed instructions on how to go get it. Mm. You know what I mean. So I was—I mean, everybody's different. You know, I was never the type of person that that needed like motivation, right? Quote unquote. I just needed instructions. Like, show me exactly how to how to get there, and then I won't ask you for anything else. Like, I won't mm. waste your time. Just give me the blue the blueprint. Right. And I'll go get it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of my philosophy and what I live by. Mm. I ahead, really dude.
1: like that, especially the point about motivation, because I feel like. With entrepreneurship and some with it being so popular in today's world, a lot of people struggle because they're always seeking out the motivation yep, yep. in so many different shapes and forms. And I feel like that kinda hinders a lot of people because they're just so like, Oh, I need this to keep me motivated, this that, and the third. And you said like all you need is instruction, all you need is the blueprint that can keep you going. Yep. So for people out there who may be having those struggles with the motivation, yep. like what advice would you give them?
2: Um, man, I would I would probably say not like intentionally put yourself in a situation but i would say you really have to reevaluate why why you're working um and what you're doing just because once you really figure out what your purpose in not only life but in business is um you might not be even doing the same thing that you're doing now you know Um, and it's crazy because for me personally it switched when i realized when yeah i can make a lot of money by myself but it really changed for me when it, it was like life or death for for my family member like my sister was having non-epiletic seizures mm-hmm. like she had to you know um take medicine she couldn't pay her bills you know she couldn't work full-time just because she would stress out so i physically had to step in and make things happen right. and make things sense. shake and you know when i when my bills were paid or whatever you know what was next but i was so much more motivated when i was in that situation just because I, I wasn't just going to, you know, fall off into the deep end and not do anything about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then it grew even more, you know, and have more responsibility and team members and stuff like that. It, it just changed completely 360 when my fulfillment changed and I was less selfish. And I started thinking about other people and how I could help them versus myself. Mm-hmm. And That's a board. to be honest, if you, if you look at all the CEOs in the world, you know, it's just, it, it's a lot of similar in a lot of ways, you know, it's, for one, obviously you can't do it by yourself, but. A majority of these people don't do it for themselves they do it for uh, the aspect to change mm-hmm. a certain environment or change the world you know what I mean that's that's a hundred percent no that's
0: that's facts you you look at any interview even from the people that we've interviewed it's always is from a mentality where I'm trying to impact this I want to help this mm-hmm. person or I want to change this industry in this way kind of thing and that's what that's what changes so but you spoke on earlier about blueprint saying like all you needed was the blueprint and instructions so I want to ask you like who was that person that gave you that blueprint? And how did you find them? And not only how did you find them, how did you communicate with this person where they would want to give you that blueprint? Because there's so many Yo. people, they all, I get a million DMs.
2: Yes, yeah, like, can... like, how do I do this? Exactly. <laughs> See, like, let me be honest with you guys again, you know, it wasn't like a specific person. I don't even think it was a, a person at all. I, I really believe it was experience, you know, um, and... Yeah, you, I mean, people can give you experience and provide opportunities to get that experience and gain it. But the reality of it is, is just like, especially if you really want to grow where it wasn't possible before, um, once you surpass what somebody else did, what's next? You know, you start, yep. um, in, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, pioneering different avenues that didn't exist. And that's where real growth happens, um, where you're in a position where there's not too many people you could ask advice from. You know, that's when you start seeing the real success. Because you've reached a threshold where you a- are able to solve problems that nobody else was able to figure out. So, for me personally, I really think it was experience. Um, and yeah, you can learn from people and um, you know uh, figure out the dynamics and like the the um, the general aspect of going about things. But um, at the end of the day, it was all experience. You know, just physically doing things and learning from mistakes. Mm, I love it.
0: And at this point, how many um, how many deals? Are you closing like monthly? Uh, so we, we
2: close uh, on monthly on average uh, about forty five right now. 45 you close on forty five days, days a month. Yeah. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, what? How you? Like how? How are you doing it? Well, um, I mean, for one, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to have a, a great team, and I mean, it, I mean, it's me. You're looking mm, yeah. at me. I'm obviously the CEO of the company, but. Um, there's a lot of people in the trenches like right now you know that we're given opportunities for and you know to come in and provide for their family an, an awesome uh, an awesome business but um I mean the reality of it is, you know, we're we're talking to a lot of people, we're impacting a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are in tough situations where, you know, they have to sell the house, they have to get out of situations and we have investors that have all this cash they wanna invest or they wanna um buy into assets and, and things of that nature. So there's there's different problems, um <laughs> there's different pro- problems in different categories, right? So what we learned is we learn how to connect them. So we were able to find the people with the problems in, mm-hmm. in single family where they had these issues and they had to uh, get out of these properties. They can't find anybody to finance it because it needs a lot of work, things of that nature. Um, And then on top of that, you know, we were able to uh, leverage our competition um, because we built the backside of it where we're able to find investors that were able to pay top dollar for properties, um, hedge funds that were, I mean, we're talking Wall Street hedge funds to come in um, and like overpay for properties in situations. Um, And so we're able to pick up their deals, not just our own deals, but their deals, too, and then, um, you know, sell it on the backside to, you know, cash buyers, hedge funds. Um, investors and things of that nature, and on top of that, even the the retail buyer, somebody wants to come in and buy the house and live there.
0: That's a shit ton of deals. Are they all all in Texas? Yeah,
2: majority of, like ninety five percent of them are in Texas. Really?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, you live here, so that's a big reason. But why 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 not venture into um like other markets, other states?
2: So you know, we've beta tested. We still beta test different markets. Um, it's just how our system works, and um, kind of what I've learned is it it when you're when you're training salespeople and uh the training modules and stuff like that it's so much easier to just stay within a certain region right. versus it is to just be scattered all scattered over the around. place um so with my experience it was a lot easier to, to train our team on a specific region which just happens to be like if you look at like time zones right every time zone is different i see that as a region right so when we grow and we beta, beta test markets um we beta test up but um, fortunately in Texas you know the money's here right so there's <laughs> the more north you get mm-hmm. for whatever reason it's just the the less the bag is so there's so much there's so many people in Texas we haven't even scratched the surface I mean that's why we're focusing just on Texas is because you know we're just getting started you know there's millions and millions and millions and millions there's of people, people that we even talk to mm. you know what I mean in so why markets. why would I go over here and venture into this this other market when? the bags right here, you know, in I mean? and Texas and Texas has an amazing market right now. Yeah. I mean, every market's great, you know? Um, I mean, there's rock star killers in every single market. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm good at this market. You know, I understand this market and my team understands that too. So when we scale and grow, we're just gonna, um, stick to what, where we know best. But I mean, the future's the future, you know, we're going to get there. You know, we're, we're just not going to overdo ourselves and expand too fast.
1: Something I want to ask you on the lines of real estate, because um, I see from what I've seen, what you've talked about is a big component of your real estate business is the marketing. Like you mm-hmm. talk about that a lot and how important it is. Would you mind giving us like what you say are the fundamentals of real estate marketing for people out there who want to, you know, perfect their craft and grow their mm-hmm. business? That's a good yeah. ass
2: question. Yeah. So um, I mean, yeah, marketing is is everything. So not not only that brand too, right? brand awareness and stuff like that making sure people know who you are but um right now what's working for us is cold calling um we're doing a lot of online ads where people you know are googling hey i want to sell my house fast whatever they're seeing our website um we're utilizing our competition a lot so we're throwing a lot of events doing podcasts stuff Mm -hmm. like that Um, a lot of brand awareness where you know people can send us deals because we purchase a lot we can sell a lot um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, direct to seller marketing, mostly cold call, um, SMS, RVMs, uh, voice broadcasts. I don't know if you guys know where all that stuff yeah. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you're a real estate person, you, you yeah, might. We, but, we've been yeah.
0: uh, investing since in real estate since 2018, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We now nah, we ain't in the trenches like you. You really, yeah. you really, <laughs> you really in the trenches. Yeah. But, wanna, uh, go ahead. I, go
1: I ahead. just want to ask you uh, on something. You said you said events. Can you go mm-hmm. into that a little more? Like, how can that be valuable for marketing your real estate? Business?
2: Yeah. So what we do or what we learned is. Um, we used to sponsor these events like other people's events and stuff like that and people would see us but it's it's literally like a commercial for the industry especially in the real estate investing space Mm -hmm. um so after you know sponsoring so many events it's just like hey let's throw our own event um and that's kind of what we did so now we throw it's called the event it's here in dallas at the virgin hotel we have it once a quarter we have i don't know anywhere from 12 to 1500 people come out Um, And we just, same way we market to sellers, we market to people that are in the real estate space, real estate agents, title companies, investors, wholesalers, like everybody. And we invite them all out. We have it for free. We, We charge companies to come sponsor it. We're able to pay for the hotel and uh, it works, you know, it's like a, a commercial for our business.
0: Yeah, that's dope. I've, I've been to, uh, when it was a couple months back, I didn't, uh, only, I couldn't stay for long. Cause as soon as I got there, I had to leave, but it was, it was really dope. Oh, you dope. came to one of the events? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Cool. This was about, I don't know, I, don't, I want to say about three, four months ago, probably. How'd you hear um, about it? How did I hear about it? How did I hear about it? Uh, I think a friend might've told me. That's I great. know the one you just had, I found out about that one because I kept getting the text messages. Really? It was like the event. Make sure you're I'm like first I was like, <laughs> yeah. well what kind of cause it, it, it cause it was it's called the event. Yeah. So when you see it, it's like what event? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh that's dope. But you see, I get, I got a lot of text messages about that one. But the first one I went to uh a friend a friend told me about it. Yeah. Yeah. And we was um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well now that we got your data, you might want to change your phone number. <laughs> 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 that was funny. <laughs> no, nah, that's uh I had I had something else I want to talk to talk about. You talked about branding and marketing and this is extremely important because i think i see so many people today and like i said this is super important to touch on i feel like they want the tons of followers and all the kind of the uh notoriety without realizing that to get to that point where you have hella followers and notoriety notoriety you have to do a lot of work in whatever your industry is in and with you like it's, it's evident like you did a lot of work you've done a thousand deals but it shows in your branding and It's not like some people just try to pop up and just want fifty, a hundred thousand followers without having yeah. done shit in their industry. So yeah. I want you to just touch on like the the brand and marketing is cool, but you really got to put that work in.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, man, you you can't you can. It's impossible to buy in, impact. You can't buy you can. influence. You can't. You can't. It, it's just like you can buy followers, likes, whatever. But that's cute. So it's time to, you know, actually impact people in real life, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you, you hit it right on the head. You know, we did, we'd done a lot of deals in order to do that many deals. We had to really make an impact in a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's businesses. Like we really, we really do this business, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I made a post like maybe two, three years ago where it's just like I literally made a list of all the people that get paid in every single real estate transaction every time it closes. And it's crazy. You know, anywhere from title companies, insurance companies, investors to contractors to, you know, Home Depot. I mean, tenants, you got uh, brokers, Mm -hmm. agents. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, So when you're doing a lot of deals, people start to pay attention, right? Well, I mean, they start to talk, right? So... It's just like, yeah, I've done a deal with them, you know? But on top of that, you know, it's just like, when you can um, um, go into somebody's life or meet somebody and really make a difference in their life without asking for anything in return, that also makes a difference, you know? When you're able to be in a situation where you can help somebody um, and be in a position where you don't have to ask for anything, like, I want nothing, also makes a big difference, right? you mm-hmm. know? So having that experience where people can come, ask questions or whatever, um, and you're able to answer and it really makes an impact, um, you know, they're, they're going to thank you, you know, they're going to remember you, they're going to appreciate you, you know. So, I mean, there's no exact blueprint on, on how you can go out there and, and make an uh, impact or an influence in, in whatever organization you're in. But, you know, you you have to <laughs> um, have a, a, a goals, you know, to, to impact people. I mean, you guys are making an impact with this podcast, mm-hmm. you know. hmm I mean, how many listeners do you got to, you know? How many people want to pay you to be, you know? Exactly. Go on and on and on. <laughs> but it comes with the work. You guys right. are here. Yeah. Um, you guys are putting the work in, and you guys are actually doing the business. So. Man, that's mm-hmm. that's powerful. Like, the work.
0: I can't stress this point enough. Like, the work, the work, the work. That's yeah. everything. Like, obviously, you want to if you really want to be on social media and document and gain followers, obviously, documentation is
2: important. But... Yeah. Can't document shit if you ain't working. Exactly. If you ain't doing them, people aren't gonna pay attention. Exactly. You know, yeah. if you ain't if you ain't out here making progress, people aren't gonna be paying attention. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you don't have any intentions to help anybody, people aren't gonna care. Exactly. Yeah. Man.
1: I was just going to say, I'll also add on to that with all this hard work, I think, because of what I've been seeing from your story is that you put in all this hard work, but it has to get to a point where I'm not working harder, I'm working smarter. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll yeah. also throw that in there and say, like you got to remember, that's mm-hmm. the end goal too. We don't want to work hard like yeah. this forever. Exactly. Yeah,
2: it's like, man, I had one of my friends and he's just like, it, it clicked for me a couple of years ago. He's like, man, you could go mop floors and be the hardest worker mopping floors. Well, how far can you go? how far can you go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when I, like I, I touched on earlier, it's like, that's what made a big difference in my business. In my life was just the leadership standpoint. I got really good at being a good leader and all of a sudden I started getting more time. I started being able to impact more people. I started making more money. It's crazy, mm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't have to work as much. I can work a lot less, but when I do have to work, as long as my leadership is top notch at all times, you know, it was, it, you can't take that away from me. You know, it's not going anywhere, regardless of where the market goes.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's always well, speaking of leadership. There's always the debate on: Can you make someone be a leader, or are leaders just born leaders? So, in your a, right, so in your opinion, can you are leaders made or are leaders born? I think leaders are developed.
2: I think leaders are developed. It's kind of like, I mean. I mean, you see girls with big butts, right? You can go buy a big butt, but you're gonna notice, right? Right, It's different when you go work for it. Exactly. I'm saying. I mean, (laughs) I know it's like a weird way to.
0: to No, that's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. (laughs) It's it's trust. Yeah, good analogy.
2: So it it doesn't matter what situation you were born in, what you went through, what color your skin is, what your race, what your religion is, man, it doesn't matter. Uh, Anybody can develop leadership skills. If you make that commitment, if you desire to be a better leader, you know, if you have no desire to be a better leader, like for what, why would I be a good leader? Whatever. I know a lot of people like that. They still do good for themselves. They just don't want to, you know, mess with anybody else or Mm, whatever, you know, it's just, it is what it is.
0: Is there a difference between a leader and a boss?
2: Um, man, I mean, I, I never really broke it down like that. I mean, when talking definitions and stuff, but I mean, I think there's a big difference between being a manager and being a leader what's the difference um managers are appointed leaders are earned so you you earn your leadership you know you can't be forced into a position where you have to be led by me right it's it's optional right in my company is op- you can go work anywhere you know but they choose to work at our company because we have good leadership you know they know that their leaders are going to put them in positions at all times to win and that's it
0: I love I love it and uh so are you um, just doing wholesaling deals, or are you buying, too, and keeping them as a... Yeah,
2: so we're, we're buying a lot. Um, man, we, we kind of slowed down on doing a, a, a lot of fix and flips just because, uh, I mean, every every winter, it kind of slows down a little right. bit, but we'll pick back up in, in the spring. Um, we are buying a lot of buying holds, and right. we're, we're looking for apartment complexes now. Uh, mostly, don't I mean, to be honest, it's just for tax purposes, just because I was you know, <laughs> in a position where... IRS, you know, they, they want their money, and it's, it's very, very humbling mm. um, when they come knocking. So, um, you know, now it's time to, to humble up and, you know, put my money in in areas where I can write it off. Mm. So yeah. at this point, if you if you mind
0: sharing this, you don't have to if you don't want to. How many uh, units does your company own at this moment?
2: Uh, so we don't own a lot. So single-family-wise, we own, like, 12. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, and to be honest with you, it's... That's kind of why we're, or that's why we're, you know, we're focused on doing more of multifamily is just because, you know, the amount of time and effort and and resources it takes to get one house um, is very similar for multifamily, but we can buy a bunch at one time. You know, it's just like if it takes, like in order for me not to pay taxes, if I have to go buy 50 50 units, I I can go buy 50 houses, but is it easier to go buy 50 houses or is uh, one apartment complex that has 100 units? You know what I mean? So... I mean, it, it changes, uh, you know, and everybody's in a different position. But, you know, for us, is, we never really focused on cash flow just because we thought that was stupid. Really? Talk, yeah, it was just not inspiring, right? It's like, why would I want to make 200 bucks a month on a house and I can make 30 grand right now? You know what I, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I was like, you yeah. got like I was talking to all the old heads and stuff like that, and uh, like mentors. And he's like, you got to buy it whole, buy it whole. Oh. Like that's retarded. Why would I do that? Like, <laughs> no. You know what's funny is like the older
0: I get, it's funny how like my mentality towards that is switching. Because I used to like when I first got into real estate, I was like, all right, buy and whole, buy and whole, buy and whole. But then once you get older, you like, like it makes sense if I could get 30, 40, 50,000 check. And I keep doing that. Yeah. I feel like that strategy is is best when you still like young and build. I feel like the buy and whole strategy, you no know, offense to anybody, I feel like it's for people that's already like old that don't have
2: much opportunity for more risks. Well, man, now I'm motivated to buy we so I don't have to pay right. taxes. You know, now I understand now what I the old the money, Right. Yeah, now I understand what the old has are saying. But not only that, man, yeah, it, it did humble me. You know, I, I look back and I see houses I sold years ago and what it appreciated to now and I was like, man. Yeah, I collected that twenty-five grand, but I could have made you know one hundred twenty-five grand in equity. Yep, and I didn't need the money. I yep. just wanted it so I could go ball out and do whatever. <laughs> but it, but it's you know?
0: still, it's, I think it still worked in your favor though, because when you come in from a position where you don't have any resources or capital, yep. it's like you need you need to find the quickest way for yep. me to make capital,
1: yep. and that
0: strategy is good. Then when you got exactly. the capital, you take that money and then yep. you start buying yep. buying holes. just yep. collect that. And the tax advantages of real estate—like, do you mind just talking about that for a second? Just for the people that that, that may not know. The crazy tax advantages you have you have when you become a real estate investor
2: oh yeah big time man and um yeah it's like you learn things over time but just like i was saying not only do you get tax advantages but you get the appreciation there too but right. like let's just say for example you make a hundred thousand dollars just for easy math net and that's <clears throat> what your income is so you owe 30 for uh-huh. i don't know what the percentage 30 to the irs and there's different levels to it so for every unit you buy, you can write off to have what you call uh, tax depreciation on assets in real estate. So, I mean, it depends on the purchase price and, and stuff like that. But, like, for example, like if I go buy a $200,000 house, get a loan on it from the bank or whatever, refinance, I can write off $30,000 just on, by not mm. selling that asset, by keeping it. Um, so now that same $100,000 now to the government looks like I made 70000 so you're right. I pay taxes on 70000 mm-hmm. right? So if you go out and buy, you know, five of those, now all of a sudden, you don't have to pay any taxes, right? Yep. So not only that, but you get the appreciation too, you get the cash flow, stuff like that. So, but yeah, you, you want to um, balance it well, right? So, you know, you don't want to be in a position where um, you don't have cash flow, but then again, you want to be in a position where you don't have capital either, you know? Mm, so, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, my strategy for a lot of years is just reinvest as much as I can into marketing. I think that's what really helped me scale is because, you know, I took all that money and a majority of it I put back into the business. You know, I put, you know, um, recruiting and training and hiring people, um, you know, investing into people and investing into marketing and things of that nature. And I would put a majority of it back. So, you know, when when you look at the net income, um, a majority of it went back into the business, even though I still have cash receivables, right? Mm. That makes sense.
0: That makes No, that, that makes sense. Go oh, ahead, yeah, D. I said you
2: wanted to yeah. say
1: something. Real estate is definitely the cheat code, but I wanted you to touch on this because in your stories, you mentioned that. You sold a million dollar company, and we haven't had a chance to oh, touch yeah, on it, it yet either. this episode. So I want you to go into that, explaining what that company was and what brought you to the decision to sell it. Because a lot of people would have definitely struggled with making that decision.
2: Yeah. So it's funny that you said that because I didn't sell it. Oh, you didn't sell no, it. No, I so shut it I down. Oh, oh, you damn. shut it down. Yeah. Oh, so. You took- you know, one of the mistakes I made in business was shutting a company down. You know, okay. I could have easily sold it. My dumbass is like, "Fuck it, I quit." You know, oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, that changes things. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lesson in everything. So it's this good. It's good. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I mean, we're we're making a lot of money, but you know, fulfillment is kind of what I was looking at. I wasn't, you know, fulfilled in what I was doing. Could kind of see it's just like it wasn't very inspiring for me to keep doing the same thing, especially five years from from now, from that time time frame. So you know, I see it as a sacrifice, you know, I I sacrificed something in order to have something greater. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have regular jobs and doing real estate on the side or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're looking for like that push. Well, I'm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, man, I sacrificed a million dollar company to, to go full time. Right. So could you sacrifice your nine to five to go full time? If you have the opportunity to, um, I would definitely say, quit what you are doing and take full advantage while still here? You know what I mean? Wow. So, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was in a position where, um, you know, I, I, I shut it down. Like we just stopped operating, but we transitioned the majority of our people into real estate. And, you know, obviously we couldn't hold everybody for, for, for years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we gave everybody the opportunities like, Hey, start looking for other jobs and stuff. We have no intentions to fire you, but if you want to come on with us, you're welcome, you know?
0: And that's a good leader that's right a good there. Way to do it. And that's a good leader just because I've heard of, um I'm not gonna say the name, but I've heard of a business recently that just shut down and they knew they were shutting down for a while and they didn't let any of their employees know. And the employees found out, showed up to work, it wasn't shit there. Yeah. That's, that's bad leadership.
2: Man, that's crazy because we're actually <laughs> it's funny that you said it. we're looking for you know new office space right now. <laughs> and we want to go look at this space and it was like a full blown company. I was like, Yeah, hey, I'm just here to look at the office. He's like, look at the office. I still gonna have a job. I'm like, oh snap! <laughs> oh, damn. yeah. There's there's companies that do that. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know how people live. I mean, I mean, I guess that's why a lot of people kill themselves. But, you know, I'm in business not just for myself, but I'm in business for my people too. You know, so exactly. it's just like you know what was your real purpose from the get-go <laughs> no, <I> was, <laughs> seriously
0: no seriously no that's that's crazy man that, but like I, I i love to speak on um leadership because this is so important especially when you talk about real estate because especially with the wholesaling and stuff like that yeah all that stuff especially because there's so many people today they want to wholesale they want to build a wholesale company but they may not realize being a great leader is going to be one of the key things to get you to making seven figures eight figures yep. especially when we're in real estate when we're doing real estate because real estate is a relationship based industry you exactly. have to have good relationships with people or shit. once your name is dirt and mill in real estate it's like <laughs> yep. good <luck>. yeah. <laughs> yeah good luck yeah yeah good luck it's gonna be hard
2: it's gonna be hard to get people that want to work with you for real oh yes i mean yeah, it's very true, man. It's like brand your your brand, your personal brand, your business brand means so much, especially yep. in real estate. But I mean, the reality of it is you, a lot of people think they can come in and do whatever. But I mean, it's just like, hey, what's the worst that could happen? But I mean, there's a lot of worst things that could happen, <laughs> 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 you know, especially when yourself is dumbass. Dumb. You know? so, yeah, what? But, yeah, I mean, you can, you can make a lot of money wholesaling, but if you really want to scale, you got you to gotta focus on the actual business standpoint of it and, you know, treat it like a business versus just, you know, I'm here to make make some money and do whatever. I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people that are wholesaling that they know they're not going to wholesale forever, you know. I mean, it's a great opportunity to build capital and yep. do what your real passion is, you yep. know. Um, you know, that's kind of what I did with my last company. I was like, I knew I wasn't going to do it forever, but I knew I did it so I could build capital so I could, you know, do different things in business. You know, mm.
1: I want to ask you, um, do you think wholesaling is a good, like long-term business without any other form of investing in real estate? Cause I know a lot of people say like wholesaling is a great, um, driver for the mm. business, but you should start investing at some point in time. But do you think it's sustainable by itself?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be, it can be, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you definitely want to invest yeah. in, diff- <laughs> in have different streams of income, you know, just cause you know, real estate is a hundred percent driven by the market. It's kind of mm-hmm. like stocks. Um, the cool thing about wholesaling is though, is there's not a lot of risk, you know, it's just like you put stuff on a contract with option period. There's not a lot of risk involved, especially not investing a lot of cash into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great opportunity for people to get in and not just, build capital, but to learn the aspects, you know, the contracts, the laws and the dynamics uh, of real estate in general. But I think it's super important to, to have goals set in mind to, you know, put some capital aside and invest mm-hmm. it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And me, I
0: love doing scenarios just because I feel like it's extremely relatable, relatable and applicable to somebody that could be in that situation right now. So let's say somebody watching this, they're listening to this, they want to become a wholesaler, want to get in the real estate industry but they could be probably where you was at when you first started. Little to no capital or resources. What do you think some steps they could take immediately to put some capital in their pocket and just keep it going, keep that train moving?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, like, are you saying to gain capital through, like, to get into real estate? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, man, it's crazy because you asked me the same question, you know, a couple years ago. I'd be like, go get a sales job, make some money, in invest into marketing. And I'm here to be honest with you, you know, there's a lot of people say you could do it with no money, no no whatever, but the reality of it is, you know, you need, you need, need no money. money, you need time, especially if you want to do it quick, um, because it doesn't take a lot, you know, you're only talking a couple thousand dollars to, you know, come across a deal that can make you 15, 20, but, you know, I'm not the type of guy to sit here and say, just go knock doors and stuff like that, just because I was never that person to go out there and do it, so I don't have experience, mm. so I can't give somebody advice in an area that I'm not familiar with because. I was the person that was making the invest the initial investing in marketing to make the deals happen. If that makes sense now, mm. granted yeah, there's ways you can go not pre foreclosures with equity, you know put them on a contract and find a buyer, but you know how much time is that going to take you right um, I mean, the reality is I think it's a lot easier to go get a sales job, make the money, and then put it into marketing and I think that would be a lot easier right. Mm, okay. <laughs> honest so i
0: only got two more questions for you and this one is losses because some on, on on a journey people have especially when you get on social media people just see the result and they think man he just had the, the smoothest most perfect ride on his way to where he is now and they don't realize that's not true it's always i feel like losses is like a um it's like a uh what's the term uh i can't think of the term right now it's like I mean, a, a rite of passage for I mean, yeah like you have to go through some through some l's to get to where you at so from your from your experiences, what are some of the biggest losses you had and how did you bounce back from it?
2: Yeah. Well I, I would probably say my my first big loss was shutting my company down. Mm-hmm. Um one of my second losses, you know, I bought a fix and flip, I lost like thirty thousand dollars on it. Um that was super humbling. But after that happened, you know, I was more strict and I paid attention to more things. So I think it was something that was necessary in order for me to to, you know, look at deals and evaluate them a little better especially when you're you're investing your own money into it and other people's money um and then after that you know i think one of my biggest losses was um not paying attention um you know Mm -hmm. i was not not only not paying attention but you know not being you know the best leader uh personally you know there was a a lot of people that are in my company that had a lot of potential and they're really sharp and you know um me not being the best leader and being selfish at the time, um, you know, they, they went elsewhere. Um, but on top of that, you know, I had, you know, leaders in my company that, you know, essentially stole, um, and yeah, you can blame people or whatever, but me as a leader, I took full responsibility for it. And, you know, that was, that was another loss because it wasn't just money that I lost, but, you know, I lost a lot of time, lost a lot of relationships with certain individuals by not being a good leader, not paying attention. Um, Man, I lost a lot of time, you know, it's just there is a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities to go out, you know, and party and stuff like that. But, you know, I was out in the streets laying bandit signs. Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for me to just do nothing, even though I could. I was on the phones. You know, there's a, a lot of opportunity. I could spend time with my family, my mom. You know, I, there was like a whole year I didn't see my mom just because I was working so much, literally traveling. And it was hard to connect. Um, but, you know, it was, it was a lot more fulfilling when, or it sucked when I, you know, my mom would send me pictures of her hands bleeding because she'd be working so hard, like literally. And, you know, she used to work at these, these refineries in, in Toledo. And, uh, you know, it was, that, that was humbling. You know, it was like, man, like, that, that's crazy. Like, you, you, you worked all these years doing this for us. And it, it was really cool because eventually she didn't have to work anymore. You know, I retired my mom years ago
1: and she never
2: had to worry she does not have to worry about money ever again in her entire life you know um so i think it's it's important to you know understand that you have to make sacrifices in order mm. to succeed and it's literally biblical you look in the bible and and <laughs> read about blessings yeah what would you bring to the pedestal yep. you know you got to bring your best item mm. you know every time in order if you Bring your best one. God's going to give you something better. God's going to give you something better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You you said you were only 27.
0: You said you retired your mom years ago. So how old was you you when you retired your mom? uh,
2: Man, it was uh, was, was like uh, four years ago. Wow, you retired your mom at 23? Yeah, I was like 23. Well yeah it's just like she works now but she doesn't have to like work a full time to. job right. stuff like that she just does it cuz she's bored mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. she was doing like fema and stuff like that i don't think she, they know that we're doing a podcast right. <laughs> it's, it's, all, good. it's all
0: good it's all good it's all good it's
2: all good and uh, you talked about
0: uh, one one thing real quick you talked about sacrifices cuz I, I feel like i want to get people to understand something you said that while people was out partying you was out in songs and you through all that time now at this point you are right now do you feel like you missed out on anything? No. And I, mm-hmm. the reason I'm asking this is because I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you don't go to the club, you don't kick it, you don't do all this right now, I'm telling you, five, ten years from now, five, 10 years from now, you're not going to regret it. You're not going to be like, damn, I wish I would have went to the club more. I don't know anybody personally that's successful that said, damn, I wish I would have went to the club more back in the day. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? People look
2: back it's like, why did I go to the club so much? Exactly. I'm saying the reverse, though. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like 2017 it was I, like it was crazy. I went to, like this rabbit hole yesterday, going through like all these memories because I saw one picture. But my <laughs> yes. CPA like really humbled me because uh, I spent like over six figures just on bottle service, like literally Concrete Cowboy, hundred thousand dollars at Concrete man. Cowboy here in Dallas. And Dallas, I was like, man, they love you. <laughs> and then I think it was like a year after that, or maybe a year and a half, two years. They changed the law where you couldn't write off, uh, you know. Uh, Bars And restaurants, so I was like, whatever, but yeah, it's just like, why did, I, why did I spend all that money? I like, was stupid, you know. <laughs> but you know, I didn't have kids back then, too. It's just like, if I were to look at it now, if I would have had kids when I was in the trenches, you know, I would have had to sacrifice some of that time so you could live mm-hmm. a better life. So I start feeling for a lot of parents, especially single parents, um, that have to make those sacrifices away from their children because it's it was hard for me to even come to this podcast because I was leaving my son, you know. Exactly. Um, I'm, I was late Because I was with my son I was like Dang it's crazy I gotta, I gotta hit homey <laughs> I was like bro <laughs> <laughs> He ain't sleep yet <laughs> I'm gonna wait Till he goes to sleep so, Deanna so you can you wrap go. it up With the last
0: question
1: yeah, yeah I just want to ask you Because you talked about You had a loss On a um, flip mm-hmm. And I know A lot of people One of the biggest things They try to do for their flips Is raise capital But if they were To have a loss And they have other people's Money on the line How does that Fall back on them Like what are they Liable for
2: uh, to give them the money back.
1: So, even if they don't have it at all, like they have to still find some way to pay back their investors? Yeah,
2: that either file, file bankruptcy and good luck okay. raising no money. Who to do that? Right.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, you lose somebody else's money, you're talking, you might as well see it as like a, a death sentence or jail time, to be honest. You don't play with other people's money. I mean, you can you know, lose your own money.
1: But mm-hmm. well, other people, like,
2: yeah. Like, I mean, that deal, we had you know, private money. Somebody gave us money to, to buy the house and fix it up. Mm -hmm. and we still lost so i had to come out of my own pocket and pay to to close on that house so at closing i had to sell the house and bring money to sell it to close it so the investor could get his money back you know but i still still use that that investor to this day you Mm -hmm. know um he saw that he's he saw that i would make that sacrifice that's what it came down to and he Mm -hmm. won my respect or yeah
1: Mm-hmm. So, save the um,
2: relationship, right? Save the not save the relationship. I think it developed, relationship developed the relationship mm. yeah, sacrifices early
0: so you can live free later. Like I mm-hmm. said, he made like, he only twenty seven. Y'all, y'all watch this, y'all see. So if you young, you 20, 21, 22 just make those sacrifices. Which I don't even really think they sacrifice. If you really about your business and want to live a free life, you know you gotta do this anyway. You like like he said, like I'm saying, you ain't missing shit out here. You're not yeah. going you not gonna whatever you. That you can do now, you're missing out on you still be able to do later if you want to do that later on. So. Yeah,
2: but work too, man. It's just like takes a certain amount of effort. You know, it's just not handed to you. I always exactly. say hey, you want to make more money, you're going to have more responsibilities. It's going to cost you more time, more work, more mm. effort, so on and so forth. Yeah. So.
0: And that's perfect man. I just want to say man, I really take uh, appreciate you taking the time to come out to your bi- uh, busy schedule chilling with your son. fiance to come rock with us on the show man. We really really Absolutely. appreciate you. I we we got to we're going to do this that's again. We're going to do sure. this again man. I feel like we got a lot more that we, <laughs> we could we could we could touch on man. So we definitely have to make sure we do this again. But before we let you go, do you mind then plugging all your stuff? Where people can find you, follow you. Everything you got, on, got going on, plug it.
2: Yeah, um yeah, if you guys are looking to sell a house, you wholesale or whatever. We buy houses. We can move the property. Um, if you have apartment complex, let us know. Um, follow me on Instagram, the Donovan Ruffin. Uh, Facebook, Donovan Ruffin. Uh, if you're here in the Dallas area, we have an event once a quarter. Come out. It's called the event. You know, it's it's a real event. Xavier made it out. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> <about> it. <laughs> Xavier might be at the next one. Yeah, I'm gonna be there, bro. I'm gonna be there. So yeah, I mean, if you guys got questions regarding anything. Um, Face, or Instagram is probably the best way to, to contact me. You know, that's like the one thing I didn't outsource. Um, I have assistants and VAs working on my other social media, but Instagram, I still reply uh, okay. personally. So if it's right. worth replying to.
0: Definitely. Y'all tap in with them. And uh, before we wrap up, you guys can find me on all platforms at Xavier C. Miller. And you can find a uh, podcast, Married Our Mindsets, on all platforms as well. And D, what's your info? And
1: you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent. Twitter, Deanna S. Kent And guys, don't forget, you can purchase Xavier's Crypto <laughs> Guide at www.guidescrypto.com. That's
0: right. That's right. Oh, it's, you you, you, always, that you y'all. always looking out. You always looking out. <laughs> that's all we got for you. all appreciate y'all tuning in for, uh, for another episode of Man That Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Peace.